0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for his glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Spiritual warfare is something that is ever-continuing, never stops. Always continuing. We're always in warfare, so we always have to be prepared for that. And we always have to just stay put and allow... God to continue to minister to us. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Okay? Take Take unto you the whole harm of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. So there is the possibility of not standing in the evil day, but there is even greater possibility of standing. And the key to standing in the evil day is to put on the whole harm of God. I want to focus on the evil day what Paul called the evil day in Ephesians chapter 6. The evil day is when the enemy comes to put pressure on you, and we're talking about intense pressure. When Paul described the evil day to the Corinthians, he said, we are pressured on every side, yet not distressed. That's what the evil day looks like, being pressured on every side. Every one of us will experience the evil day to different degree, But I'm telling you that when you are pressured on every side, it takes summoning your will. It takes leaning on the Lord. It takes a lot to overcome. Paul said, Hey, we're pressured on every side, yet not distressed. Cast down, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And so there are those of us that have those times more regularly than others. However, each one of us have to experience the evil day from time to time. Now, they here. Is not speaking to a 24 hour period or between sunrise and sunset. Day here is speaking to a season or could be an indefinite period too, but it is not, you know, fixed to a 24 hour period or in daylight. It's really more speaking to a season. So there are those seasons when we have evil day. The devil does tempt us anytime and, and for some people every time, but there are times when it becomes more intense and the intensity is consistent over a period of time. That's the evil day. And the Bible says for you to be able to overcome the evil day, you have to put on the whole arm of God. In other words, you don't get into the middle of the evil day and get ready for it. If you're going to overcome the evil day, come out victorious, you need to be prepared for the evil day before it arrives. You know, a good leader is one who sees a problem coming in the distance and solve it before it arrives. So we can look from the word of God and see the evil day coming because it will come against each and every one of us, not necessarily at the same time. So as a leader, because leadership is in all of us, you can solve that problem before it arrives by putting on the whole armor of God. So what we're saying is that there is an antidote to the evil day, as frightening as it might want to appear in being pressured on every side and all that kind of stuff, God has provided the wherewithal for us as his children to overcome the evil day. And I want to remind you that in life, anything that you fail to conquer will conquer you. So you have to make up your mind. You're either going to put on the whole harm of God and conquer the evil day, or the evil day is going to conquer you. You are going to overcome it or it is going to overcome you. You have to make the choice which direction you're going to go. Sometimes we're overcome by some things in life, not because we don't have the tools to overcome, not because we don't have the, the tools to win, but because fear and ignorance dictate that we, we, we don't engage those things that are able to take us through. So there are some things that you just have to face head on, knowing that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So again, as frightening as the evil day might appear, you have to understand that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind, and you have the wherewithal to overcome the evil day, and if you don't overcome it, it is going to overcome you. Among the first scriptures that I learned when I was going to primary school is one in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1, and it says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not. See that? While the evil days come not. We're talking about the evil day tonight. So when Paul talks about the evil day in Ephesians chapter 6, it it wasn't something new. Hundreds of years before, thousands. Thousands. Solomon wrote, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Now, let's examine that verse a little bit. Remember now thy creator. In other words, what Solomon was saying there is, serve the Lord, establish yourself in him, in your youth. So that when the evil day comes, you're already established in God and you'll be able to overcome the evil day. The very same thing that Paul spoke of in Ephesians chapter 6. Long before that, Solomon was saying the very same thing. And when you look at the word evil day in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. It means a day of adversity or a time of adversity. Same thing like when the enemy comes to put pressure on you. So the evil day is a day of adversity or the time period when the enemy comes to put pressure on you. And again, we see where the word is saying, for you to overcome the evil day, you must establish yourself in God or Paul put it another way put on the whole arm of God so I encourage you to establish yourself in God put on the whole arm of God because the situation the matter of the evil day is not if but when it is always better to be prepared and especially for something like the day of adversity. Jesus himself had the day of adversity or the evil day while he was on earth. And Jesus, while he was walking on earth in the flesh, and Jesus overcome the evil day by the very same thing that Paul instructs us to do in Ephesians and same thing that Solomon said in Ecclesiastes by establishing himself in God with the whole armor of God. And I want to read St. Matthew chapter four and we're going to read from verse one to down to about verse five as we continue on the day of adversity or the evil day and establishing yourself in God putting on the whole armor of God so that you can overcome the evil day God wants us to overcome God wants us to win in John it says first John it says this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith so let us heed the warning, uh, the instructions of the Lord. And I want to remind you that God's original intention was not really for us to learn from our mistakes. God's original intention was for us to learn from instructions. It doesn't mean we can't learn from our mistakes, but God's original intention how he designed us was for us to learn from instruction. So he'd hear the instruction of the Lord. Jesus was led up by the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So he was led. I want you to note that by the Holy Spirit, this wasn't. The devil that was really in control of this situation. Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil, to experience his evil day, or one of of the evil days that would come against him, one of the period time of adversity that would come against him. So when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, that's the devil, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Verse four, but he answered and said, does Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded or that proceeds from the mouth of God, from the revelation of God. So I want you to look closely that in verse four, Jesus used the sword of the spirit. You remember one of the, a part of the armor that Paul speaks to in Ephesians chapter 6 is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God here in verse 4 we see Jesus using the sword of the spirit so he had the arm right he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God this is why you need to study the word of God to show yourself approved uh, unto God, that you need to have the word of God in your heart so that you can use the word in the hour of temptations, tests, and trials. In the day of adversity, it is important to have the word in your heart that you can speak the word, that you can put the word out there. In, in the environment that you can counter what the, the, the enemy wants to do with the word of God. But if you don't know the word, you're going to resort to the flesh. So we're not being insensitive, but in the time of adversity, it's not time for you to go lock your door and cry. You've got to put on the whole armor of God. And Jesus demonstrated that when he used the word, telling the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. Now, verse five, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, that's Jerusalem, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, Cast thyself, uh, thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. You see, the, the devil is, is going to attempt to use the word to, because he, he will try to get you religious. But Jesus said unto him, it is written, Jesus used the sword of the spirit to, again, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I want to back up to verse 5 and show you something. It says in verse 5, then, then the devil taketh him, Jesus, up into the holy city. And I need to say something there, because the language there is, is interesting, how they put it, how the devil taketh him. Now, I want you to know that the devil didn't escort Jesus or, or led him to the pinnacle. The devil will never, ever have the honor to lead Jesus, on no level at all. So, That word, taketh, there, is a very interesting word. What the the devil did there was to actually parade or put pressure on, uh, tried pressure on Jesus' mind. He tried to get inside of Jesus' mind to show him. It's not literally that he for a better term, drove Jesus to that place, escorted him literally. But he started to read certain things in Jesus' mind to say, hey, look at all these things. Look at what is possible. He started to paint a picture. And remember, we said one of the battlefields that we have to manage, take control of in spiritual warfare, is the battlefield of the mind. And here, the enemy went at work as it relates to trying to take over the mind of Jesus. Remember, one of the part of the armor is the helmet of salvation. Jesus demonstrated here again that he was wearing the helmet of salvation. Let's take that word, that, that word take a, a, a little further. You know, it is the same Greek word that was used elsewhere in Matthew when Joseph was going to put away Mary privately and the angel of the Lord, the, the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream by night, and said to Joseph, hey, take unto thee Mary thy wife. He wasn't really saying settle, you know, go marry her right now, and make sure you have a good marriage, and whatever. He was actually saying to Joseph, be settled in your mind about it. Fear not. You see, the word fear there was trying to torment his mind. Remember that the Bible says fear as tormenting it. So because of the whole situation, the enemy was trying to plant fear in Joseph's mind about Mary. So the Lord appeared to Joseph and said, fear not, but be settled in your mind about Mary, your wife. Receive it. And settle, be settled in your mind about it because this is of the Lord. So the devil there was trying to work on Joseph's mind, just like he tried with Jesus's mind and will try with your mind. And all of us, uh, he will try to paint all kinds of pictures and pull us out. I mean, oh, sometimes... You could be in prayer, and that devil comes and takes your mind and put it somewhere else and pull you out of the intensity of that prayer as he tries to short circuit the results that God intended for you. So we see where Jesus had on the, the helmet of salvation because Jesus refused to buy into what the devil was painting the picture that the devil was painting in his mind the devil saith unto him if thou be the son of God cast thyself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone Jesus said unto him it is written again thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God Jesus overcame. By having on the armor, by being established in the things of God. The way that you and I are going to overcome the evil day is to be established in God, as Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, or the New Testament version is put on the whole armor of God. The evil day will come and we have to learn to use every waking moment of our life to prepare for the day of adversity. Let's read another scripture in First Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to do verse 30. It says, "There No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able now but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. what a great God we serve awesome God The the first half of the verse says that he will not allow you to be tempted beyond where you are able. So in other words, any temptation that comes against you, you're well able to overcome it because the faithful God that we serve says he will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able to bear or beyond what we're able to bear, depending on the version that you use. That means if you don't overcome the, the day of adversity that comes against you, it's clearly your fault. Because one, you would not have prepared yourself properly for it. Two, it is something that you're able to overcome. So instead of you overcoming it, you allowed it to overcome it. You will not allow us to be tempted beyond that which we are able to bear. So when temptations, the day of adversities coming against you, God is always looking out for you. And you see, when God examine your case, he doesn't examine it according to Or the world and others would examine it. It looks at the pressure you were under. It looks at what you're able to bear. So the same level of temptation. The same level of adversity. The same level of intensity as it relates to the evil day. Will not come against all of us. But whatever comes against you. According to the the scripture you are well able to overcome because you will not allow that which you can't manage come your way. And then the last part of the verse said, he will with the temptation make a way of escape or also make a way of escape or a way to escape that you may be able to, to, to bear it. So he didn't promise that the temptation or the day of adversity won't come. He didn't say he was going to remove it. You know, I know sometimes we love to pray that the temptations will be removed. But what he's saying is, along with the temptation, I will make a way of escape. With every evil day is a way of es- escape. But if you are only consumed with the evil day, it will be very difficult for you to see the way of escape. It's not that the way of escape is not there, you know. It's just that sometimes people are so consumed with the evil day, so all they can see is the adversity that is coming against us and how they didn't do anything and, you know, they didn't deserve it and... uh, the the moping and the devil wants to put you in a pity party and you get consumed by that. So you don't see the way of escape. But what the scripture is saying is, is that with every temptation, with every day of adversity, there is a way of escape. And who better to make a way of escape than God? As I said, if you if you're consumed by just the evil day, you will talk your way out of the way of escape because all you can see is the evil day. You see, Mary was so consumed with the evil day when Jesus was arrested and crucified. It was an evil day for Mary. It was a time of adversity for her. And she was so consumed by the old thing that was happening that when Jesus was risen from the dead, after he rose from the dead, and appeared to Mary, Mary couldn't even see Jesus because she was consumed with the day of adversity. I'm saying, let's be alert so we can see what God is saying. The way that God is providing. In the middle of the temptation. Test and trial. Psalm 126. It says. When the Lord. Turned the captivity of Zion. Remember. Israel was in captivity. For about 70 years. That's the Babylonian captivity. And. Some of them thought that this was going to be life, their life forever. So when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, the Bible said they were like people who dream. They couldn't believe it. They they couldn't accept the reality because they were so consumed with with the captivity. But praise God, the Lord intervened and the Bible says then, After that, their mouth were filled with laughter and their tongue with singing, saying, the Lord has done great things for us. We're off. We are glad. So sometimes, yes, we might get ourselves in a place of being so consumed by the adversity, but you have to get a a hold of yourself very fast that is why we encourage you to to prophesy over your life to your soul break forth into joy oh my soul arise and sing ye children of Zion for the Lord hath delivered thee you have to wake up sometimes man and amid amidst the adversity you've got to start singing the songs of Zion And it is in those moments, sometimes, that you will see the way of escape, that the word of the Lord burst forth in your spirit and give you directions that you were totally oblivious to. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, I have a pretty interesting story there that I also want to read that first verse of Genesis chapter 22. It says it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, "Abraham." And he said, "Behold, here I am." The word tempt there in in Genesis means to prove. In Genesis 22, it's the the Hebrew word there means to prove. So God proved Abraham in the day of adversity. He was called upon to sacrifice his sons, to his son, to, to, to jeopardize the covenant that God has, uh, had placed before him. And God proved Abraham that he was established in the things of God, that he could overcome adversity. The day of adversity is to prove you. And God wants to prove you to the kingdom of darkness. Say, hey, look at my son. Look at my daughter. They will overcome no matter what you throw at them. Devil. Paul said, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, persecution, height or depth, the day of adversity, nothing will separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. To prove the word of God working in your life, you have to overcome the time of adversity. Or we can say it another way. The time of adversity is to prove that the word of God is working in your life. Is to prove your commitment to God is to prove your progress in God. So think for a minute, in the years that you have been serving the Lord, how how many times of adversity, evil days can you remember overcoming? What's, What's the major thing that you can remember overcoming? Can you remember a time when it seemed like everything was coming against you from all angle, but you stood on the word you stood in faith and watch God bringing you through or is it a situation where you quit and now you really still need to go back and prove that you can overcome because until this day, you cannot definitively identify a day or a time of adversity that you overcame leaning on the Lord. You know, Jacob had his issues. It's a messy situation, all kinds of stuff. David had his troubles, but the one thing that the day of adversity proved in their lives was that nothing was going to separate them from God. What is the day of adversity? proven in your life. In James chapter 1 verse 12 it says, blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he is tried. What, what does it mean to be tried? When the day of adversity come how you deal with it? Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he's tried he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord a promise to those who love him. So that's when you you overcome the day of adversity, proving that don't matter how the ship might rock, you are settled in God. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I want to remind you being that your labor in the Lord will not be in vain. And if not a crown of life in the end, what are your options? Because depending on you, he wants you to receive the crown of life. Because the Bible says he has prepared it for those who love him. So if you love him, he wants you to overcome so that you can receive of his hand. There's a scripture that says that if you fail in the day of adversity your strength is weak. Remember that the day of adversity is what we call the e- evil day and it says if you fail if you don't overcome in the day of adversity then your strength is weak. What does that mean? It means that you're you didn't establish yourself in God properly. It means that you don't have on the whole arm of God that would enable you to overcome. That's what it is saying. And if you're not properly equipped for the day of adversity, then the flesh is going to take over. Emotions are going to take over. And you're going to have to be doing that same test over and over. Let me say to you, anger never ever gives the the full picture of what is before you. So if you allow anger to overcome you in the day of adversity and act foolishly, then it's just after then you're going to begin to see the picture of of the road that anger will lead you or the package that anger will lead you to. But if you put on the whole arm of God, if you establish yourself in God, we know the package. That is before us. James says it's a crown of life. We look forward to the benefits of serving the Lord and overcoming the day of adversity in this life and in the life to come. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who always causes us to triumph and gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I admonish you this evening not to allow the day of adversity to find you in a place of weak strength. Sounds funny, weak strength. It says if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. Don't allow the day of adversity to find you in a place That you are not able to overcome the adversity. Greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Luke 10. Jesus said I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. I remind you tonight. That those that are with you. Are more than those that are against you. And uh, if you will take the time to fortify yourself in God, to establish yourself in God, to put on the whole armor of God, you will be able to overcome in the day of adversity, in the evil day. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at FCFmobay.com and on Facebook at FCF Montego Bay.